What up, everybody? Welcome to the No One Cares Podcast, your favorite Thursday pod where we shed light on local creatives of color and discuss music, social issues, pop culture, and much more. As always, I'm your host, Devin, aka Devin No One Cares on all socials. This is episode 42 with special guest Zainab. Um, This was a super, super um, dope episode. We talked about a lot of things, things that needed to be discussed um, and that I don't think are being discussed enough. We uh, first, of course, you know, we dive into Zainab and you know, who she is, how she got into music and her artistry uh, and her journey. But we also dive into um, the Sudanese crisis and revolution that's happening right now. I feel like it's really important just to see our people um, just going through what they're going through, the lessons that we can learn and the things that we need to do to help push and, and be the voice for people who don't have a voice or um whose voices were taken away during this fight for a bigger purpose. Um, so I, I really I really enjoyed this interview to sit down with Zainab, who is also Sudanese, and just um, have this conversation. Like, you know, I don't feel like I've been able to have this conversation with anybody yet. So what better place than now, a better place with her as well. So thank you for pulling up. And I'm um, not going to hold you any longer. Let's get into the episode. This is episode 42 of Bigger Purpose with Zainab. This is an episode that is long overdue. This is a guest who... I don't want to say should have been here, but we just got busy with our lives. Things just got kind of mixed up and, you know, but it's okay because, you know, you go through life, things happen and we finally link up when it's time and it is now time. This is somebody who, funny story, um, when I first, when I first moved up here and I went to like my first ever local show, like ever first ever local show, it was a show of yours. And um, I saw you like freaked the violin up there like you were just like killing your performance i don't remember where it was um but like i was just like damn it showed and this is crazy i know this sounds like i'm gassing you up but it was crazy because it made me remember and like realize that yo the live scene out here is probably going to be crazy if this is just like a sample of what the scene is like her music and her her i don't know if musicianship is a word but her artistry and musicianship is a, a prime example of what Denver has to hold. Um, she's amazing. There's nothing she doesn't do. Um, this is going to be a super good episode. And I'm not going to hold it up any longer. Zayna is in the house. She's on the show today. How are you feeling? What's up? What's up? I'm excited. This is way long overdue. But, you know, we here. We finally, you know, made it work. We planned for this how long ago, you think? I don't know. You hit me up when I was overseas. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think even the first time, I think I was in Berlin the first time you hit me up. Yeah, you were like, yeah, you were like gone, gone. That was like fall. So yeah, it's it's definitely been a minute, but look, we out here. Okay, but before, you know, we get, cause we can we can talk all day. Like we literally proved that before we even started. Facts. But I want the people who, you know, may not be as familiar with you, you know, who who is Zainab? If you could describe yourself third person, how would you describe yourself? Who is Zainab? Ooh, third person. Mm. I'd say full of energy, <laughs> um, just down for anything, super adventurous. I love to just mob and have fun. Um, people always see me smiling, so I get told I'm like really positive all the time. I'm a light, um, and I try to be that, so I really do try to embody that. 
Um, yeah, you do smile a lot. Like you have a very bright, I don't want to say like aura, but like you just seem like you're very happy. Like whenever I run into you, it's like, hey, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's, it's very positive, which I know every day is probably not, you know, super happy and super joyous, but you could have fooled me. Like, damn. Hey, that could have been <laughs> a bad day. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> and they still be. Exactly. You know, you smile through it. You can't not. Life is too short to hold so much. You know what I mean? Because it literally is like if you've ever been mad mm-hmm. and um, like <laughs> I should know this, too. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've been mad and you like force yourself to smile, have you ever done that? If you're in a really bad mood. Yeah, it's extremely hard, though. It like, is it's extremely hard. And I actually like don't. But, you know, like there's that one breaking point where your whole mood can shift. Like, you know, when you're in a really bad mood and you're just like, eh. And you're not, you're just pouting, nothing can make you crack. And then there's that one thing that makes you crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that point, I feel like it's just like you have to, if you even feel yourself getting close to there, you have to just separate yourself from the moment for a little bit or just like totally not shut down, but just, I don't know, hit some switches that are like getting close to set you off True. so that you can just not be so vulnerable in that moment. Mm-hmm. But, um, before we get into like a mental health talk, basically that's, <laughs> where, that's where that was going. But, um, I want I want people to know. So, how did you, how did your whole music journey even start? Like, how did you even get here? Like, is your is your and this is gonna sound crazy, but we next said this is our first time really really chopping it up. Is Zainab your actual name or is this like your musician name? So Zainab is my actual name. It's my middle name. So what does that stand for? I was trying to look it up, and YouTube is a horrible place to look things up. I just it is. Find it. So what they say is, uh, really like its literal meaning is blossoming tree. Okay, okay. And then, you know, how artists do. So I was like, I'm going to, like, flip that and make that something else. So I just, like, <laughs> took it <laughs> from, like, its literal um, meaning to just I use it as, like, growing dreamer. Okay, then, like, you got you. Because, I mean? like, the tree and, like, the way it blossoms, I feel like is um, very significant to, like, growth. And then, like, something, like, so much bigger than us, like, dreams, mm-hmm. like, dreaming trees. And I don't know. To nice, me, that's okay. Just, so that's kind of how I translated, but it's my grandma's name. Nice. Um, I knew there was more to it. Like, yeah. I, I'm not taking your normal name. Levels. There's many levels. Yes. There's prophets, wife and daughters. So there's like all kinds of stuff to it. That is nuts. So. That is crazy. And so, yeah. yeah so that music journey. How did how'd you, how'd you get here? How are you, how are you at to the moment you're at now musically? So I. Taking you all man, the way back. We're going back. Shit, we're going back. We can't, we can't go forward unless we start, you know, unless we know the, ba- the past. So, so it all started going. in the womb. You feel me? My mom would be playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not that far back. Um, it goes back to fourth grade, though. So I um, played violin in fourth grade. I picked it up from my brother. He was playing before me. He's older than me. Um, by two years. Shout out to Tariq. <laughs> so that's my brother. Um, he was playing violin. Put it down. Went to junior high. Got all cool. So you know you can't be walking in your locker with the <laughs> with the strings. I feel you carrying a violin. Though it looks cool now, I feel like. But when you're like in elementary, like, the, like when you're trying to get on the bus, and you're like you're a band member, you're begging that shit up against the doors seat. and the walls and your locker. Right? Like, nah. I need a whole seat on the bus. I didn't even yes. have any bus buddies. Just kidding. No. <laughs> But yeah, no. So I started playing violin fourth grade, mm-hmm. um, self-taught. I never got lessons or anything. Um, I took piano lessons one time and the lady kept banging on my fingers. She just kept Excuse talking me? like all this smack about my, she'd say something about my nails or something. And then it was just the point where I'm like, all right, lady. Yeah, we got here. We good. I'll, I'll pass on that. Girl, bye. So then I was just like, I don't really, I'm not really down in like having um, like 
lessons she mm-hmm. kind of ruined that for me <laughs> so i um yeah just played all the way through um through college and then graduated traveled for a minute took off so i kind of put it down for a couple years mm-hmm. and, and this is it where and where are you in the meantime are you cause i know you're from where well, you were born in sudan right Cheyenne, Wyoming. <laughs> that's where it was i got it mixed up hey look like, like i said this is organic this is all real so i'll be forgetting stuff <laughs> live no, no, time okay. you I feel me so <laughs> the people in the back don't hear no they caught that they heard it they're like oh you hear, um, he was wrong you no, heard that he no. was wrong <laughs> but yeah so this was all back in wyoming correct cheyenne wyoming yeah okay so, okay got you yep and here we are so now we're in denver colorado alive in the city um yeah that's where i was playing violin and then went to college undergrad there and then yeah um music i started after i graduated undergrad we my homie was putting on a show everyone knew me for violin obviously because i mean yeah, i can kind of tell it's like one of your first loves in a sense yeah it's very natural the way you play it it's really weird though because i'm more comfortable like singing than playing violin if that is, makes any sense why though out of those two instruments, why right. is that the most comfortable for you? It's the weirdest thing because um, I don't know. Violin, I was in like symphonies my whole life, like orchestras, you feel me? Right. So it was always like 80 deep. So it'd always be like mm. a bunch, like a group of people. Yeah, you were just like a speck in yeah. a large group of... So, you yeah. know, if I mess up, whatever, it's fine. But like, mm. I feel like alone, there's like so much more pressure of like yeah. being on... Well, it's more point. of a shine. It's more It's more of a spotlight on your actual talent, like your actual gift. Like you're yeah. not blending in with the background. You're the lead of the entire like vibe and energy that's going to go on. So yeah. like, that makes a little sense. Yeah, so it's weird. But then like I started singing... Um, after I graduated and then I recorded my first single in like 20 shoot 13 or something. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I was just put it out and then it was cool. I was like, this is fun. And then I moved to Denver and then told people I was into music. And like within the first month moving here, I was just getting booked for shows. And I've had like a show every month since like the past three, four years. That At is least crazy. one show every month. What, what was it like? And I, I always ask this question because I feel like it's different for every musician, just everybody in, in general. What was it, though? Like, what was it about music that sparked you to like what? Because you um, you're a musician. What sparked you to want to be that? Like I, I played violin in the fifth grade, but I also gave that shit up in the <laughs> fifth grade. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, and I but I love music. Yeah. But like I have an appreciation for like the violin, like those kind of instruments, violin, piano, things mm-hmm. like that, saxophone. But I'm not heavy into like playing, like you know. But those introduce. I feel like some of those things, including my parents, introduced me yeah. to my first taste of music. So like, what was it for you? Was it the violin? Was it your parents? Like, or was it your brother? You know, like what was it to get you? I mean, I'd say more. I think it was just like I naturally gravitated towards music. I was always like, um, I'd say it was my brother actually for sure, for sure. I'm gonna give him mad credit because he put hella put me on game. Yeah, because he was playing violin, and then I mean he wasn't as into it, but he was in a band too. So I kind of was like, oh, this is cool, but never saw myself like I really didn't fully ever being think a I'd musician, have, like taking yeah. it as a career. Yeah, and I have a band now, and so I'm like, oh, well, I didn't like. I wasn't like a three-year-old girl like dreaming of having a band but mm-hmm. i did like when i was little i always said i wanted to be like a singer and a doctor 
Ah, at the same time. So a I'd be, singing doctor. Yeah, uh, I'd be doctor during the day, and I go do my gigs at night. So you trying <laughs> to be like Doctor Dre, but the R and B version. I feel you. Exactly. I you gotta heal you. the hearts. You feel me? Exactly. From exactly within, and then I actually tried to do medicine, and I did. Didn't like it. I did a semester <laughs> of bio and chem. She said, "We out." Let me save my money. Bye. I was like, no. I Yeah, no. That's a whole other story. But yeah, so I think my brother for sure is a huge influence. He's the first person that like took me to a concert. He's the first person that um, really just put me on, opened my eyes to the power of music and instruments and, you know, how those things can just really, you can like be so present. Like you can really get those so lost. Those vibrations are real. I, be, I believe in it after just kind of hearing people talk about it and then just seeing the attachment and just how strong music is i, I definitely definitely feel like those vibrations are real yeah like, and speaking of vibrations because we're going to play a couple of your joints the first okay. tracks i play whenever i have a musician up here i make sure that i introduce them to them that didn't make any sense i make sure i introduce <laughs> them to the artist to them to the artist and to their music like literally um and i'm gonna play two of your tracks which are some of my favorite tracks um but how would you describe your sound? Not, I don't want you to don't put your sound in a box. That's not what I'm asking. Right. But how would you describe your sound to the people who aren't as familiar? Yeah, God, I get this question all the time, which oh, is cool because yeah, people are interested. <laughs> I mean, right? It's like I could be some folk country singer. I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. you never know. But but, but I, I guess I guess I, I asked that because as an artist, and I, I can tell, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I can kind of tell you also like to maybe experiment with sounds a little bit. And so within that grows a different kind of tone or a different yeah. sound. So you may sound like this one track or one project. The next track sounds different because you yeah. are in a different mode. So it's like, what like, what what is your perfect? Like, what is you get what I'm saying? Fuck it. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I got you. I got you. It is. Um, I would say, I say soul because soul? it's like what's in my soul. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, um. Cause there's so many different types. Like Aretha Franklin is like soul, you know yeah. what I mean. But then it's like you could be some new age soul. So I feel like neo soul is kind of like the tag I'm able to fit under most easily. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we do everything from like with the violin. It could be classic, but I could play over trap beats. Yeah. I got a band that's like super eclectic, so we could sound from anything from like hip hop to reggae to funk to jazz yeah. you know what i mean so we have a lot like our range is um i like to think i'm like joe k eclectic or what is it eclectic soul eclectic forgotten soul. gems okay. yeah yeah timeless yeah. sounds that's me that is <laughs> you, you i joe feel k. that i feel that it's like a good mixture like i said when i listen to your music i hear different vibes and different sounds so it's like coming at the end of the day i think the underlying things that your music is just real like I think it all comes from a real ass place, which you understand exactly. Which I got so, which makes total sense on why it would be like soul music. You know what I mean? And um, one more thing I wanted to ask you is your last project dropped when? I know you've been releasing singles, but when did your last project drop? My EP. Yeah. Oh my God, guys! I'm sorry. Don't you forget? Don't you get up here? And I know. Now you got me on like I owe y'all new music, which is coming. Okay, new music that, is definitely that's coming. That's my follow up question. Yeah, that one dropped uh, December 2017. This tw- come again? 2017. December 2017. And then singles in the mix. And then honestly, I've just done so many shows in the mix that yeah, yeah, you have like, been working. You've been moving. Shows be taking up a lot of in and out of Colorado. Yeah. To make that known. Cause yes. you, were you in, weren't you like in Philly the other week? Some Philly, uh, Baltimore, LA. 
got to do a show in Dubai. That was dope. So yeah, okay. So that let's let's not just throw that it in there like, like that. Like, you know, like, light flex. <laughs> so what? How was that? How did you even get booked for that? Like, what's fill me in? Oh my gosh. Okay, so that show was really dope. Um, I have fam there, so my cousin actually works at NYU Abu Zabi. So um, say that again. NYU Abu Zabi Abu Zabi. So it's I, in like I love the way that word is said, but I can't say it yet because my, yeah. my mouth doesn't work that way yet. But <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, my back is yeah. <laughs> so like an hour, let's see, like forty minutes outside of Dubai, maybe. And so yeah, we did a. Um, it's called Rooftop Rhythm. So it's basically cool. just a like it's at it's on a college campus. Mm-hmm. So it's really dope. So they have like poets singers instrumentalists and it's just like a whole mix of people i met some amazing people from it um that may be tuned in who knows but yeah um it was really cool and i my cousin basically just told them like hey my cousin is visiting from the states they Mm -hmm. love americans in the uae i don't know why so we we, we got we're not that great we, I, that's, look <laughs> i'm trying to tell them but they just like they love us i don't know what it is but they're about us so um she told them i was gonna come like i wanted to do more work like with the university just because mm-hmm. that i have a huge background with that and so yeah. i wanted like you know i talked to classes about like using songwriting for tools of social justice or healing or um i've done like a couple different talks like university classes about that mm-hmm. so I was trying to incorporate that. The timing was kind of weird because we were traveling. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they just like were like, oh, yeah, we'll put you on the show. And then. That is nuts. You know, yeah. It that was is lit. crazy. It You've literally perfect. been doing things that people don't even get the opportunity to experience. Like the fact that your music is starting to take you out of the country is nuts. Like, has that hit you? Goals. No, I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm like, yeah, okay, that was cute. But like, I need to do more. Like, I really feel. um a lot of pressure to go more places and de- and it's weird because like i just did like this mini tour the beginning of summer and mm-hmm. i came back like damn i'm not doing enough like i was really like hard on myself like this weekend yeah so like and it's been like dope like i see the level up but i think it's because you know when you take a step up you're like okay now i need to be here yes and so like i just keep seeing myself as like i should have already been on a world should've tour like, yeah, yeah, yeah. by you know what i mean so that's goals 2020 world tour Book me. <laughs> I, feel, I get you though, because I feel like it's hard to see how much you've. It's hard to see how much you've done when you're so focused on like how much more you want to do. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like always. Like that's crazy. Like you've been. Like you you tour a lot. I can't stay still, yo. <laughs> exactly. And and, and that, that goes to my next question. When you create, being that you know, you're so much more busier now. When you create, what is that process like? When you're like. And he stops saying like, what is the process when you're creating compared to kind of back then? Because I feel, you know, you may not always have as much time and now you have to focus on different aspects of your performance and music making. So how is that creative process now? Yeah, I mean, now it's like, I don't know. I just really got to. Now it's late nights. Actually, that's really what it is. <laughs> a lot of I feel late like night. Every creative has that late night thing. Oh like, my god! Like it's just something you can't. I don't even know if you can call yourself a creative if you don't not sleep. If you like, sleep, you're not <laughs> lose a couple hours of sleep at night. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, so I just bought a studio setup for my apartment because I was just like low key done with the studios in Denver. I'm sorry, y'all. It's not expensive. impressed. Housing, is, call- <laughs> housing, <laughs> housing is not the only thing going up too. So everything is going up. 
right. studios, all that, all that stuff. Right. And I just, I'm just not. And to me, it's such a like personal process. It's so intimate that I'm not trying to be on a timeline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like watching the clock tick, like the second that clock starts, it's like, and I'm just trying to like, I want to be up till 4 a.m. redoing these tracks. Just and redoing freely, these, just you freely know creating. I mean? Being free. And um, literally last night I'm working on a song um, with two Sudanese actually, which is really awesome. I'm Bet. super excited about mm-hmm. this project um or this track um so shout out to rami and g saleh i'm gonna be with them uh doing this track and so i put strings on it last night put vocals on it and it was this whole long process and it goes from like i have a desk with my computer and everything Mm -hmm. my interface and it goes from that and then like my booth setup i'll go from the desk to my couch to the floor to the beanbag like i'll just be all (laughs) literally all over the place all over like but it's fun. It's like when you're in your own space, like I feel more free than ever creating right now. So my creative process has been dope. It's been a super flow. And then especially because I am so busy, like look how long it took us to. So you think I'm trying to get into these studio? Talk not about end? it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> right. 100%. Booking with other people. It's just it's too much. Getting so. on people's calendar and like try to like right. match up your time schedule. Yeah, it's a right. Lot. Or it's getting lot. canceled on five times. So after that happens, I'm done with these studios. And that's a definitely calling y'all out <laughs> exactly i feel Either you when way. you cancel you gotta do what you gotta do yeah so um my creative process has been like way more liberating mm-hmm. and i feel like i can do a lot more like with the violin i got an electric so i can plug it in now and so even just having that creative liberty like i'm telling you once you have your equipment right it's amazing what you can do with your sound because yeah. i was over here using voice memos and my laptop and trying to like <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot and it's like it sounds like you kind of up the quality too definitely so like you yes. can hear that like it's an yeah. obvious thing yeah um this oh, two more things I, I could ask you questions all day because <laughs> i'm just like an inquisitive dude but there's two things i want to ask um one thing i want to ask first is when it comes to uh you know your musicianship the word of the day the word of the part um what is like your long-term goal with music like what is your kind of ultimate goal um and like mark you want to leave with your music oh man okay my ultimate goal as many of you probably already know is freedom <laughs> yes which <laughs> we're gonna get into that it. in a bit we're gonna get right. to that in a bit but with music i feel like music has liberated me in so many ways obviously like mentally emotionally spiritually like i feel like so liberated like mm. literally y'all i'm not even kidding i was like bawling last night when i was recording the song just because it has so much to do with like sudan and like um i just haven't really healed from it or even had time to like process it because i've just been so like fight mode you know yeah. what i mean i just feel like i'm like on this like warrior like we just gotta but then i just really took a minute to like actually feel it and music is the only thing that can do that yeah i feel like slow you down but to answer your question I want music to liberate me from the system, first of all, so I can be free to do music mm-hmm. all day, every day, yeah. full time. And um, and what I want from it, I want to travel for sure. I want to educate. Mm-hmm. I want to build community. I want to unite people, you know, because like music really does bring people together. A hundred percent. It's yeah, moving yeah. mountains like this revolution, y'all. Like, it's crazy. There's so much amazing music being produced for mm. this to raise awareness and then mm-hmm. it's dope and then not only that it's connecting because even the two artists i'm working with one like they're both they're not even in denver they're all over the states oh that's crazy and i've collaborated with artists that are overseas still like 
Damn. So, and it's because of like this, honestly. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, your music is taking you there. Yeah, so I honestly want to start like a freedom wave and just get people on it to use their art to create, connect, to cultivate communities, to build, you know, just to tell your story. Because the biggest yeah. thing is like storytelling. So I think if I could use like what I've gained from music to help people tell their stories mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I just want to help liberate the people. So, yeah. You say two things, and this is the perfect transition. Um, you said two things. You said liberation, and you said uh, Sudanese people, like being from Sudan. Before I get into your music, and we're going to talk more about Sudan, because I, 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 got, I got my Avi Blue. Like, I've been trying to, you know, and I'll, I've been seeing a lot of comments about the Blue, like the Blue Avi. Like, what does that do? That's, we're gonna we're gonna go into that. We're gonna go into that. But the question I want to ask you before we play your music is, how does it feel? I w- I once asked this dude. I don't remember where he was from. Um, he was my left driver, right? But he was from like out of the country. I can't remember where it was. But somewhere out of the country, and they were kind of going through some turmoil. I don't remember where it was. Fuck. But um, I remember asking him, you know, like what? How does it feel to be in America? when your family's back at home going through that and you can't be there and like how do you like can you even enjoy the freedoms that you have in america that they don't have at home how do you so i guess that's my question for you is you know having just recently went and and went back home and 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 been just seeing what was going on um how does it feel when you're here knowing what's going on there now more than ever because now it's definitely a topic that's talked about and I feel like the next question people are asking is what do we do what can we do so like, how does that feel for you yeah <clears throat> I'm getting choked up just kidding <laughs> um no I mean it is serious for real yeah. um I feel like I feel like I have so much American privilege and mm-hmm. I feel helpless because I feel like I can't do as much with it like I mean I feel I feel a lot of things. I feel like empowered because I'm like, all right, well now we are out here. We like, we don't have a media blackout, so we got to be the voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like, um, being over here, it's like, we got to represent even harder. Cause like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people in Denver would not know what's going on. There um, is a big, uh, Sudanese word? There is. community in America. Isn't there? Yeah. I mean, or you know, like there's, there's one. Yeah. Like there, there, yeah. There's some everywhere, I guess. Um, DC is pretty, or like the East coast is pretty popping. Okay. Um, but in Denver, and I mean, specifically in the artist community, cause I was posting since December, since I was there and that's mm-hmm. when things got started. And, you know, I've heard multiple comments from people that are like, I never would have known about this if it wasn't, you know, like from your stories or like what you're posting. And, um, mm-hmm. so like that, that's meaningful. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm educating. But then at the same time, cool. We're raising awareness. Everyone has a blue profile pictures. Right. So now we have all this momentum people are asking questions people are telling them what's up now we just need to like gain more action more traction but i do love like the blue av thing which we'll talk about we'll talk about but, the media, um, yeah. i guess how do i feel being here is like man i wish i was there sometimes like there was there's so many moments where i'm like damn i wish i could just be there not like even if i was over there i don't know how much i could do but like Women are leading the revolution out there. You know, they're yes, the women, called I, Kandakas. And, they're very, they're yeah. very, um, 
influential, yes. I guess you could say, to 100%. the movement. Yeah. I've heard. So I feel like I feel so empowered by them. I feel like I would just be rising up. Like I'd be standing on all the cars with them. You know what I mean? And like really elevating my women and working with them. So um, that's like, yeah, it's everything. But at the same time, I wish I did uh, <laughs> not. I wish I did have more like influence. So um, I actually just reached out to one of our senators out mm. here to try to like have a meeting with him. And oh, nice. He's actually Joe Nagus. His parents mm. are um, immigrants, too. So I feel oh, like I, just being here, I just need to use whatever influence I have. So I 100% that means, agree. You know, mm-hmm. using the stage of Juneteenth to talk about it and like every chance you get everything. Really. And even yeah. when I was out there, I was trying to like record these freedom songs, be all radical. I wanted to be in these streets. I was going to record a music video, everything. And they were like, and, like, there's a lot of fear because clearly they're not playing out I mean, there. Like, no, if yeah. you, you know what I mean? So there is a lot of things at stake. But out there, I was like, oh, you know, like I want to like do these songs and like do all these You're different inspired things and, and motivated. And yeah, yeah but um. It was just like, it's different. So being out here, you have a lot of rights and we don't, we totally take advantage of that. Even just being able to like, just not know, like it's easy for people in the US just be like, oh yeah, well it doesn't affect us. We don't need to know. But people out there, like if you can't even afford to buy bread, like that affects you. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. So, oh man. We're going to talk about it more. We're going to talk about it more <laughs> after this music, but excuse me, I'm going to get into a couple of tracks. Um, like I said, these are two of my favorite tracks that you've made. Um, another night is off of your project that dropped in 2017 called Salam. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a ride. Look at me. You did. And this track is going to be another night. And then the following track is actually going to be one of your most recent joints, which I believe is Freedom Vibes, which is one of your most recent tracks, right? Yep. I'm going to play that track. I think <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, um, I think Freedom Vibes is going to be a great segue into, um, a bigger conversation. But I'm just getting to the music. This is uh, Zainab. This is Other Night. Another Night. I messed it up. Another <laughs> Night. Look at me fucking up. I can't do one podcast without like an like, like, like air free. I have to have a couple. Another Night.
like I said, this free, Freedom Vibes was the perfect intro, not introduction, but the perfect segue into this conversation. This is something, and I keep talking about this. I even tweeted earlier, um, earlier today, which is Tuesday, um, that I'm really excited for this episode because one, it's been a fucking long time. And then two, just because I feel as someone who is Sudanese, someone who has been there and me, I'm, I'm somebody who is just literally learning about it. Like I've always kind of seen things that go on in, in the world, but you know, how can I explain this? It's just my personal black experience. Um, there's so much shit going on here for my people that like, I, 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 I can have, have sympathy for what's going on elsewhere, but it's also just a lot to take on in your spirit and just emotionally when you're like, um, you damn near depressed, like overwhelmed and feel super hopeless. And that's right. a shitty feeling. And so now that it's been kind of pushed more into the public and you see, you know, the videos on social media and things like that, um, I've been able to kind of just to kind of get aware and see what was going on and at least understand because these are our people like like that those are our people like they're straight up up and down all around like don't don't matter and i've you know i, I, I was like you know i'm gonna change my avi blue because this hopefully this could do something because it's crazy out there and you know now i've been seeing things like oh great everybody has their avi blue now you know how is sudan is saved and i'm like in my mind, I get it. It's right. not that easy. I get it. I get their point. It's like, because it's always like that. It's always like, you know, for example, with police brutality going on till this day now, going on forever, people are like, oh, we need to organize. We need to take care of local government. We need to, you know, hold the police accountable. Da, 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 da. We need to organize. And then other people are like, but we're still dying. What does that do? We're still dying out here. All your efforts don't mean nothing. And it's always going to be that balance of like somebody who wants something to be done and stop now and the people who just need to bring awareness because they know the steps to get to some kind of change so it's like what what how do you like what is your opinion on it what is your opinion on this like blue abby and like the next steps because that's what i i met i'm like okay everybody has a blue abby like what more can i do yeah i mean it's funny because i feel like so much of the world is like trends like once someone's doing something like remember those like ice bucket challenges and oh like all <laughs> well, well that but, but it, it, for for a bit it was well i guess what you're saying because it was for a good cause right. and then it became a trend yeah, yeah but it was like it gained awareness because it was trendy like if there weren't celebrities wearing buckets on themselves like no one would really know yeah. you know what and, i mean and that's so the weird thing is that when you when you and that's the weird thing about bringing awareness through social media because social media is the home of trends. So when you bring some kind of awareness or news to social media and then it gains a bunch of traction, it almost by default can't help but become a trend because people want that attention because that's what social media is. They want right. to be involved. They don't want to feel left out. Right. And that's why this thing is so amazing because people are be like, oh, wait, hold up. Should I be changing my AVI or the Avi, whatever yeah, blue. Avi, we got Is you. it Avi? Is that, like, is that <laughs> Avi? It's okay. I was like, I don't know what you're saying. Bro. I think it's, it's Avi. I'm pretty sure it's Avi. <laughs> remember, we didn't know, remember what was it, the word? We didn't know if it was like a GIF or JIF oh, yeah. for the longest time. Yeah. yeah. Do we know? Do we still know? I think it's GIF. I think know? the dude who invented it was like, yo, it's GIF and it's with a G. 
<laughs> right, like y'all can't. Or I think it was gift. I could be still fucking it up. But back to okay. the more important topic. So, yeah, having your blue as your profile, <laughs> it does raise the Because, yeah, people want to be a part of things for social media. So people want to be a part of the trend. If everyone's turning their profiles blue and you're the only one without it, like, why are you not on this wave? You know what I mean? And then people can be like, so the first thing it does is like, Raise awareness. Like, people are, what's going on? People are like looking around, looking into people's stuff, typing into Google. Why is everyone's Abby Blue? Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, then they know. Then they're like, oh, Sudan. Wait, where is Sudan? Where in the like? Because a lot of people don't even. And then they'll be like, okay, Sudan's in Africa. Okay, Northeast Africa. All right, what's going on there? And then, depending on how far people want to deep dive into it, you know what I mean. That at least starts the like conversation. Yeah, and that's, that's just, what they need it, right? The, exactly. the whole point. Of changing your avi blue, and I guess you can say to a certain extent the goal isn't accomplished, but it is. There is some success because the goal was by having this blue avi by spreading the news, you're passing on the information that they're and they're, they're trying to get out to the people because they do not have that access. Like they literally have cut off internet access in most areas, I believe. Mm-hmm. So to where you know if there's anything going on, if they need help, if any, like there's. You know, you know the importance of social media. If there's anything going on, they don't have that privilege. They don't have that access because the military has literally like cut it off. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think it's even Which more. What's going important. on when you were there? Sorry, I didn't cut you off, but that, that was yeah. going on while you were there, right? Right. Yeah. There was. Yeah. All social media was blocked while I was out there. Um, you had to use a VPN to access anything. It was crazy, but um, yeah. I mean, it's really just like that's just what it is. Is the fact that they don't have access to internet and you know like they're being blocked and their voices are being silenced so this is a way for us to amplify and elevate their voices because if they can't be like yo this is crazy this is what's going on here yeah who else is so it's up to the rest of the world for us to be raising awareness because eventually someone with the right political power is going to be able to intervene like obviously china and russia have their own interests and it's all mm-hmm. rooted in greed but you know, if there's the right person, Saudi Arabia too, don't they? Saudi is the worst. Yeah. That's what so, I was today. oh yeah, they're. Mm. So I mean, you know, it's just a matter of getting it to the right people. So, hopefully, you know, like all these celebrities are tweeting about it, and, and you that's, know, that's where I was gonna go because that's how I kind of. I mean, I I saw, I saw the like, what was going on on social media, and I was kind of like passing it up a little bit because I'm just like damn there's a lot of shit going on because I feel like the Sudanese issue or the Sudan issue sorry I'm not downplay the Sudan crisis um with that going on also police brutality and these police shootings have been more rampant than like I mean they're not been more rampant but social media wise the, the social media coverage for those and new and topics and, and news coverage has been rampant and so seeing you know that lady get almost gunned down with her baby and uh, over something super small. And then, you know, and something we're talking about later, you know, uh, somebody else was shot 37 times by a police officer. And so it's seen, like, I, I don't like to watch those videos. Like I can't, like, I don't, I can't, like, I can't emotionally and mentally take them. So like, you know, I just started, we're passing up the videos of, of what was going on. And then I started to read some of the longer ones which were like, Oh my God, this is going on. And then, um, I think it was because actually some of my favorite artists are Sudanese, um, Boss Sudanese. Um, I believe Jay Cole's manager, he's, yeah, Ibrahim. He's Sudanese. My one of my favorite artists, Odyssey. Odyssey, shout he, out. Oh, I love him, but he's shout also Sudanese. And he's very heavy. Like he's, I think he goes there. I don't think he goes there. I know he's always, he's always like 
pushing his Sudanese like roots yeah and, like, and I, I love that he was actually there when i was there and was supposed to have a show but because of all the protests and everything could do it done. Sad. see and 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 that's when i kind of realized i was like you know the power of music because i saw them having like blue avis and i was like that was in my mind I was like what is this gonna do mm-hmm. like i mean i'm not i'm not holding like i don't really care about my abby that much but what is i want to understand what i'm doing before i just do something and then like because now i see all the blue avies and i'm like damn i don't even know who's who's who now now i actually gotta read the name i can't look at the picture <laughs> yeah which is great yeah and that and makes it, us unified like that's exactly. literally exactly and um but you know real quick before and maybe you can i have some notes that i wrote down because i did a little bit of research just to understand what was going on and maybe you can fill them in like on more what's actually happening and why this is happening um what i have note wise is basically uh I don't want it's, it's it's a war between the people and the powers like the government and the military. And from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, um basically the people who are very powerful cuz I did not know they actually threw off they they helped dethrone the uh previous uh whatever that was in leadership um and he was in leadership for like decades, so like 30 years, which is a long ass time cuz I also found out that uh, Sudan has only had its independence for 63 years. So then he literally reigned in that position for half the time they've even been been independent and that the people helped overthrow him and to get him to just, I guess, quit or whatever it is. And now it's just uh, like this kind of civil unrest because the protest, the peaceful protest is met with violence and their you know, of course, you know, abuse of power and they're just killing innocent protesters, killing peaceful protesters, raping people like there's so much inhumane shit going on. And. Like, why? Like, for Greed. what? Greed, money. It's always money. Like, that's so These niggas are greedy. <laughs> it's like it's, and, and I guess that's my next thing is. How can I how can I explain this? Because. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll just give an American example, I guess. Um, you know, because with me, I, I see, and we're going to talk about it later on, um, a lot of this police brutality stuff that's going on and just the way that the corruption within the actual force, because there there's good cops and there are bad cops. Like, I totally agree with that. But then there's also corruption within the entire organization, just everything that was layered in that. And there are times... When I'm like, what do we do? Like, it's easy to feel hopeless. Like, my my girl, Aaliyah, shout out to Aaliyah. She was watching um, When They See Us on uh, Netflix. And... Is that the movie? Yes, the, the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, or the, the series. I don't watch anything, my bad. No, that's, <laughs> so and, and, and that's totally fine. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't f- finish watching it either. I need to. But um, she was just telling me, like, man, it's, it's so hard to not feel helpless and like this amount of hate why does everybody hate like why across cultures do the darker ones suffer so much and just you know it scares me to raise my child in this and it's just like damn how do you overcome that feeling of like hopelessness when you really have like your contribution can be like a speckle amongst a huge canvas like what do you like how do you how do you even go about that 
because I, I I'm still I guess me I'm just kind of always think about perspective. Like if I think that I'm not having an impact, that I need to do something that's gonna have an impact for sure. But I can't not think that what I'm doing is not having an impact because even the even saving one person or telling one person is a growth for somebody who just died because they couldn't have the opportunity to do so. So it's like what what how do you? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, there's levels to all that. Um, I think. I mean, we're all speckles, if you think about it. Like, if we're all one little speckle and we all do one little thing, mm-hmm. that eventually will be, like, the whole ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we're yeah. one drop. The canvas will be painted. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be. So, I mean, to me, it's, like, whatever little impact I could have in the place that I'm in, like, now, like, at least I know that people around me or at least my friends or followers immediately know what's up. Like, I can at least educate them. And then there's, like you know what I can do. And then um, it does feel helpless. And I do feel like, damn, like I wish I was doing more, but like even just building this momentum feels like we're doing it. You know what I mean? Because like you said, so the people actually did throw over this leader, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Omar Bashir. And it's funny because you know his name better than I do. I would have bought that. That would have been like, I have a couple other names too. (laughs) 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 But basically, um, yeah, they overthrew him. And then, like, I, this is what I was trying to explain to Juneteenth. So it's like the equivalent of getting rid of Trump and then Pence being in office and then being yeah. like, well, we don't want this nigga either. That's like, actually just literally what's happening over right. there. Right. Like, so then they overthrew him in 24 hours. So this is literally just oh, from he's like. Not, he's not He's not in. He's not. No, so they overthrew this. Yeah. So then now there's another. So, like, right now, um, mainly, I mean, this is, I don't know where the hell this guy came from. But part of the military, <laughs> I swear. That's so trash. So it's so trash because um, Bashir, before he left, uh, fired all of his government personnel and replaced them with military. So then the military council is the one calling the shots right now. But It's a horrible call. It's a horrible call. But this is what's amazing. This is what's magical. This is what gives me hope. This is what like is just incredible to me is the fact that the people literally united took these streets like warriors like mm-hmm. you know what i mean they were out in these streets from night to day tonight today tonight still today. are right? still are even with all this like even today i just saw something of the people um out in the streets today meeting um they were doing not a sit-in but i'm gonna have to read it again but the people were still in the streets and they were before and it was from night to day for weeks for months this started in december the first protest started the day i landed that's nuts in sudan december 27th well the 29th is i guess where they're like um and then it has been going on until now so this has just been like people after people like uniting and just being like look we're taking over so but in the most peaceful way like that's why it's hard when it's called like a war because there's it's a one-sided war you know, the people aren't using bullets. The people aren't raping. No, it's a hundred percent. Like, yeah. You know, so it's more of like a massacre than anything. But the power of the fact that the people literally did get rid of this fool. And yeah, now we're just trying to negotiate. And what we're literally trying to negotiate is just having a civil democracy, just being able to vote for whoever is leading the country. And I think what was beautiful to me, I don't know which, um, what's that, what's that gentleman's name? He has like a, I mean, you don't watch TV though. Maybe I shouldn't even ask you. <laughs> I, for, I forgot his name. I think it's an H. Has, I think his name is Hassan something. He's a comedian too. I have no I idea. I should what his know. Name is. These are things I should know, but I know nothing. 
TV have, pop culture wise. Yeah, I have no idea what yeah, his name is, but oh, you're good. But um, one thing that really was beautiful to, for me to see, and that I guess made me feel like, you know, not that they're in a how do how do I explain this? I'm trying to figure out the wording of it. Basically, to see them unite and come together like all across the board for this common cause like they just came together i mean like certain like local restaurants and shops were giving food to the protesters and people that sense of unity and to see the unity is nuts and to see not only the unity now but the unity the effect that it did when it successfully threw, overthrew him was like damn you know we spend so much time as a people in america separating each other i'm not even talking about black white mexican i'm talking about like just black people in general you know mm-hmm. separating ourselves and and and, and doing crabs in the bear all that stuff that we do to each other but in reality like there are examples around the world of us of course still being mistreated in inhumane ways but there's also examples of like sudan of what happens when people come in people literally unite and unfortunately you know, at the cost of, of freedom and the the bigger, the greater good, things happen. Lives are lost, lives are affected, and it's shitty. That's just how the world works because you try to eat meat, you know, good with evil. Shit happens, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But when I saw that and when I kind of read that, I think that's what kind of kicked in. I was just like, yo, we really, we really could. Like, we're already, like, my people already, I mean, my people because black people black people all people. over We're exactly all exactly but my to see them do that was like damn not only could we learn what's going on and be the voice for them but we could maybe take something from them and apply it to us out here absolutely because like we unite for these little purposes as long as we can and then we're on to the next <laughs> like right. they're shutting down like they're like they're shutting shit down over there literally like they're cutting off the flow of but they're fucking up the flow of bunny and all right. that stuff like on per- right. for the greater good. And out here it's like we have so many reasons to say why we can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I am not innocent. Like I'm not saying I'm not, you know, the guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. I'm going to make sure this shit happens. Like, no, I got bills and shit to pay too. You know, like there's everybody kind of has their greater cause of things to lose. But that was just inspiring to a whole nother level yeah it is and you know what's crazy is that um so when i was out there like i told you the protests just started so they were like Mm -hmm. smaller and in different neighborhoods Mm -hmm. like a little more selective but what was really crazy is that um people were scared like i was trying to protest every day Mm -hmm. like literally i pulled that up literally every day i was trying to like be in these streets i was trying to go these protests my family would not let me to save my life do you think that was like your american spirit I know that sounds That's crazy. That's my like warrior spirit. Okay, but, but I yes, guess, and yeah, because like, out here you could do that yeah. shit and be right straight, but out there it's like no, right. like, they'll, 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 they'll literally take your life or right. hurt you for doing that. Right, you could get locked up, you could lose your life, anything could happen. But to me, I felt like, you know, like a lot of the martyrs did is that. Um, oh, wait, okay, yeah, I know him, but not like that. Like that, yeah, same. But, but continue my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just want, I had to pull that up because I was like, if I, don't, I forgot his name. I'll, I'll mention his name to him later. But yeah, um, so yeah, like I feel like it is a very like American privilege thing to just be able to be free, even when like out there, um, 
you know, I went to the studio and I was to record like a song for fun, mm -hmm. but obviously all like all that stuff was going on. So I was like, I want to do a song about the revolution. Like I got to talk about this. I got to exactly. put it in the track. Uh -huh. And they're like, nah, not out here. Like you couldn't nah. even drop it till you get back to the States. Right. I mean, yeah, I still haven't even dropped it. Cause I don't want, Oh, so, uh, like, was, was freedom vibes recorded here or over there? Yeah, this was here. Okay. okay that that was you. before even all that, that would have been a whole different really set of lyrics. Okay. I'm sure if it was, <laughs> that was for me quitting my job, and ah. liberating myself from the system. So, freedom nonetheless you know what i mean yeah like mm -hmm. so i'm out the system but um yeah with that with over there yeah they just it was like so much fear like even if you tweet something like they'll come to your house you know what i mean like this That's one girl crazy. literally and so it's scary but what's amazing is that when i was there it was so much fear based like people were really scared like to go in the streets or like be out late or it's even let me go protest. I'm like, just let me go protest. Like, whatever. It's just tear gas. You know, at least I'm with my yeah. people. I might as well use my American privilege for something, you know, because yeah. I'm yep. like, you know, even if they did lock me up or something, I still have like the ability to get out somehow, which is really like, that's where I feel so conflicted with like, damn, I really could just like, you know, and then it's, yeah. it's lame because it's like, I have all this, but why don't my people get to but It's not, but it was funny. It's like, it's, you're born into this. Yeah. Like you were born. You can't control. Like, like, of course you could just, this is, a, I guess this is the thing to me. It's like, you can't save everybody. You can do as much as you can for your people in that cult. You can't save everybody. But at the same time, it's also like, they're like, they're there all day, every day. That's their home. That's their huge bigger purpose. And, you know, us being here, we can't just fucking move. Like, and I mean, we could. That's a lot of shit, though. Like, that's a lot <laughs> to just go. And and so, you know, I think when I think about that shit, my, my, I feel like what's my role? My role is to inform and spread the word. But I also know that my role is nothing to the front line. Like, those people who are out there every day trying to have these meetings, like these doctors, these people who are, what is the organization that, that um, oh, such as an S. I did Papa? all my research. Say again? Sapa, yeah, Sudanese American professional. I don't know, Sudanese American professional or Public Affairs Association. Yes, Public Affairs it. Association. Slaughtered yes, up. and um, you. I mean, I. That's why I didn't even try. You slaughtered <laughs> it, but and I, 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 I'm thank you for that. Thank you for that. But I'm not even gonna try it. But like to see like the people on the front line who are trying to get these meetings, who are out all night and day, who are losing hours of sleep, trying to figure out how can we save these people, how can we do the bigger purpose, and it's like you know if I can support that then that's the role I'm going to play. But I can't blame myself and be mad or be depressed because I'm not out there in front line because maybe that's just not the mission that's meant for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like maybe my mission is to support and not to be the lead. And I feel like we get caught up in that shit a lot out here. Yeah. You know, like our mission isn't to just fix the entire problem. Like we all can't do that. Like we have to do shit piece by piece. Yeah. So it's. It's true. But I it's mean, hard because you want to. You want right. to do more. You always want to do more. Always. And I mean, I think we're doing it to the extent that we can, like as far as creatively, like, you know, we have done some things and, um, I just think even as much as like I've been posting from what I get from over there. Like, yes. I read that. Yeah. You know, seeing like people, cause it's, what's crazy to me is like when I was there, people were scared, you know, like don't go out. These protests are scary. And even me, like I was driving on the street one time and like they'll block off the streets with fire to like, you know, like the, like, 
make like these barricades and like light on fire so they could disrupt because you know the whole point is like disrupt fear yeah and tr- disrupt and the, yeah yeah so like yeah and like i was in the streets saw that i was like damn that's crazy but what was weird is like it was this like oh stay at home don't you know like don't go out like you should be scared to now like everyone's in the streets and like the power of unity is like no one's scared now because everyone's together yeah you know what like i mean overcoming that yeah i feel like there is fear because of i mean when you see people die and get raped it's like i don't want that to be me but then it's also motivating because like yo they went so now i really gotta mm-hmm. go you know what i mean yeah so that's yeah I mean, yeah, and that's the thing, and that's why, even with the blue, like, that's why this blue is important, because it's after a martyr, Matar, and he lost his life trying to save um, two girls, and, like, literally took his, like, you know, he put himself on the line yeah. for them, and that's why he's a hero, he's our, he's close to our age, I didn't know him personally, I just see him through everyone else's, um, a lot of the Sudanese I follow, uh, all my people everywhere, like, they kind of put me on him and mm-hmm. I saw it like this happened a while ago. So this is like how impactful it is because I think he was one of the first, not one of the first martyrs. I don't know, but he was definitely like one that really hit home for a right. lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, <laughs> but this is why it's important. It's why it's important. Yeah. And, um, I'm gonna get to some more music. Cause I definitely need a music transition, but I want to say, um, one last thing. Oh, dang, you made me forget what I was about to say. That's some crazy shit, that energy. energy. <laughs> no, this is what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say. And, and this is before I get into the music. It's funny. I always look at it, and I always think about this funny time. Because we couldn't, like, I, we you were busy. We, we, we were missing each other. Did a boop, boop, boop. But I get you on the show now. And it's even better because, you know, what's going on, unfortunately, but what's going on? You having been there, you feeling very passionate about what's going on, me wanting to know what was going on. And so, you know, rewind four or three weeks earlier, this conversation may have not went this way. The topics of what we're talking about may have not went this way, but because, you know, time happened on its own and now we're here, I feel like I'm, I was super excited to talk about this, not just from my own, you know, therapy. Uh, I mean, just but just because think about punk think about podcasts in my vein oh only let you do two hours you know that like after like an hour or 30 minutes or two oh, hours oh damn we went over to, oh shoot okay I'll um it. but after um oh don't forget this Devin. but yes that's what i was gonna say but i feel like in in the lane of podcasts out of my podcast family with all due respect i feel like this was something that we need to talk about because it's a big thing like it's about our people. Like it's 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 a big issue that we can't just like gloss over and let somebody else cover. We all have to mm-hmm. say our piece because our piece, though, me I may feel the same. You may feel the same. A B C D may feel the same. Whoever is listening and tuning into us may not have any idea what's going on. Yeah. And so now we're still carrying out the blue Abbey, but now we're doing it through our actual like revenues of or avenues of potting music on stuff. So absolutely. That's why I love the timing of this, but first of all and also thank you for just your insight opening up about it i know it can also be very sensitive because you have family back there you've been there and it's different that's nothing compared to me who's never who's only seeing shit on netflix and tv so mm-hmm. thank you i appreciate that very no, much i appreciate you especially for caring because we could easily not like you know what i mean you're not yeah. sudanese so you can just be like uh well but i mean you're right like you recognize like we're all people like you know we're african we're human we're you mm-hmm. know what i mean so why not 
elevate each other every way we can. So yeah, I when really I learned that you it. can be Sudanese, Ethiopian, like all these things, and and it's like black at the end of the day. And like mean, once you learn that, you're like, yo, like what's? I mean, and granted, not everybody sees it that way, unfortunately. But when you start thinking about that, it's like, I don't know, it opens your mind to a bigger piece that they didn't teach you back in the day. Yeah, I mean, if you think about like food or like a lot of the traditions and styles and dress and. Yeah, we're all one, really. Yeah. Like we're all, all Africa. We're all mm-hmm. the motherland. We're all like, you know, kings and queens and everything. So yep, I think facts. speak on it. Yeah. So we just gotta live it and you know, recognize each other's eye. Cause with colorism and all this other stuff, like <sighs> there's so many reasons for us to divide, but we'll save that for another <laughs> thing. Not only are there so many reasons for us divide to divide, there are so many reasons they taught us to divide. And I say taught because we have to unteach ourselves mm-hmm. those things. But that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I'm not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. <laughs> but um, let's get into this music. Um, we're going to lighten up the mood a little bit because the next topic probably is going to be a little bit. But I told hey, yo, 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 fuck that. I told y'all this was going to be an episode where I just really talk about some shit that I've been wanting to talk about that isn't so fun. So just know that. I'm excited for that. And that's that it is what it is. So we're going to get into this music. We're going to play a couple of SoundCloud gems that I find because I, I love doing that. My favorite part of doing this podcast. Cosmos Demos uh, has a track called Fling on Apple and Spotify as well. Um, we're going to get into that track. And then we're going to get into, you may know him as Arian Foster, um, running back from the Houston Texans. I know him more now as Bobby Fino, um, podcaster, rapper, singer, whatever you want to call it. This man is immensely talented, like why the fuck was he playing football? Like that, that doesn't make any sense. Cause he's so musically talented with what he's doing now. Um, and he has a new project that he just released that is called, let me look it up. It is called drum roll. Filling in the space, filling in the space. Boom. It is called a late February EP Bobby Fino. Um, and we're going to get into that track with Xavier Omar called Swan. So let's get to the music. Yeah. Summer love, and you are my favorite dove. If you don't fly away, I wish that you can stay. Stay up 3 a.m. Girl, I can't find 
Yeah. If I told you I ain't love you, you're just in love with this moment, does that automatically make us opponents? What do I do with these roses? We part them like Moses. Please pardon this notice. But some women would appreciate the fact I've taken this onus. I own it. It's my fault, but your debt. And you pay with regret. Remember that day that we met? Me neither. It's way cheaper to forget, ain't it? I know the truth is more tainted than these pictures that we painted. I hate it. You playing plaintiff and you got me on trial. Like every move I make, you got it on fire. Like that's a healthy way to live. Always checking where I'm is. You really being true to that thing sitting in your ribs, yeah. You can't love nobody else till you and your men take a walk. Or is that silicone too close to your heart? I know that probably stains, but you out here chasing rings like Sonic, but these are all the problems that it brings, yeah. I give you what you never felt, you give me something I like. But first you gotta love yourself, I'm trying to show you the lie, yeah. Hey. It's something that a lot of people know, but it ain't something we all see, no. Yeah. It's something not a lot of people show, but it's something we all your feelings how can emotions be wrong they can't that's why i wrote you this song one of these days when you strong man truth is your bond to yourself to yourself and to yourself you belong i'm here in whatever way that you need you might not need me at all no i'm somewhere giving a round of applause instead of messing around in your drawers so unwrap the gauze and take out all that hurt that i cause yeah it's new chapters this story you try and capture Come a little faster than all of them prayers you send a pastor if you look at yourself like, look at yourself like, look at yourself like. I liked you more when you were sure. Don't lose that. I grabbed your heart when it was pure. I bruised that. Now use that. Don't confuse that with anything you know is genuine. You'll find that place that's better than you ever been. You what you never felt. You give me something I like. I like. I like. But first you gotta love yourself. Trying to show you the light hey. It's something that a lot of people know But yeah, it's something we all see Oh yeah There's something not a lot of people show uh -huh. But it's something we all all i need bobby fino is amazing this project is amazing um i gotta do this hopefully i can like go back into my shit and do a clip and post it on instagram so he can hear this because if he ever does go on a tour if i'm ever back in texas if he's still in texas i think he's still in houston but if he is i need to get him on the show because his mind is fucking crazy um part of my language but um that was bobby fino and that was swan featuring xavier omar and the track you heard before that was cosmos yeah, Cosmos, Demos, and that was Fling. Um, like I said, two incredible artists. Super dope. Got the vibes. Um, but I want to touch on to one more thing because I feel like, you know, I, I can't, I can't. I've been talking about it kind of most of the episode. And I've been talking about police brutality and all that kind of stuff because, you know, I think of, ah, this is where I'll go. 
I was thinking about, you know, everything that's been going on. I don't have to mention certain things that's been going on in police brutality because y'all been seeing it on social media. Um, one of the biggest things that caught my attention to bring it up on this episode was um, there's an ma- unarmed man named Ryan, I'm going to say Twyman, T-W-Y-M-A-N. Um, forgive me if I'm messing that name by any means. I do not mean to. But he was um, another victim of police brutality, shot 37 times or 37 bullets were fired at this man. Uh, I don't see how that's necessary at all. Um, I've seen uh, white terrorism go without any bullets. Um, so it just got me to thinking about, I guess, again, just revisiting that sense of hopelessness, that sense of making sure that we're not, um, what's it called when you don't feel anything desensitized to these things. Um, and you know, I guess this is an interesting, interesting thing. We were at Juneteenth this past weekend, Saturday, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and it was great. It was great to be around your people. It's great to just like, damn, like Denver got black people out here. We really out here. Like, even though at the end of it, it's kind of sad. Cause like, damn, we all pull up to this Walton street and then we just disperse to like, I don't know where. Right. Like where'd y'all go after? <laughs> yeah. Like where y'all like, we need to like stay in touch. But, um, and it was just super cool just to be with everybody. And, um, just, yeah, it just felt good. Like there wasn't too much drama. There were moments. And this is why I even, uh, I don't know where I'm going yet, but we're going to figure it out in a way. But I was there. Were you, were you there all day? Which day? I know you had to perform. Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Kind of. Mostly busy. Like, when did you get there? Or, like, were you, I mean, you probably busy, but were you, like, on, like, this, like were you mainly on Wilson Street during the shit? Or you were kind of, like, preparing for your performance? I was at the stage most of the time. Okay. Cool. So, you may have not seen it. Um, there are moments where... I don't know, like something would happen. I don't know if it'd be a fight. People said like gunshots or whatever. And then everybody would just start. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. People start running and scrap, like scrambling, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And that happened twice. And one time it happened, it was just weird. And like, it was was just like, like, come on, like let's, let's not do this. Like, let's not do this. And then the second time I was with my homie and uh, he had his little nephew with him and it happened again. It was closer to us. I was like, hey, let me hold the baby just in case because I'm back here. You up there. And it's got me, it got me mad pissed. Because I was like, damn, we can't get together and just, like, chill. And it's at our own events. And then you think about how, like, the lack of security and people at our kind of events compared to these other events, which right. speaks for a whole other purpose. Mm-hmm. But I guess it just got me to thinking about a lot of shit. And I was thinking about Nipsey Hussle. Like that whole black on black crime thing there, taking a legend like that, and now it's like we just forgot and we start here acting. And it's just like at what right. point it's like do we how do you how do you like what where where like where do we have room to even break down how we feel? Shoot. I mean there's like yeah, I mean that's a beautiful question because that's so tragic i feel like you've said this already we're so desensitized yeah that this it's like oh oh another shooting like oh man that's 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 really sad like that's so tragic but it's like yo someone lost their life like i don't care if it's a six-year-old girl or a 42-year-old man or whatever like i don't care if someone lost their life for something as petty as like cutting them off on the road or like you know whatever would have happened to juneteenth like i heard about it 
and I heard it was like little girls playing with the guns. So I'm like, that's even more reckless. Really? Yeah, they said it was like some uh, young girl, like I don't oh know, my God. that like shot in the air. And it's like, why? There's already so much fear. There's already so much madness going on. But you know, kids see it. And that's the thing. And then, like, not even to cut you off, but that's the thing. Like, yeah. when we're there, I'm selling the lemonade with my um, girlfriend's uh, dad, and he has like, the megaphone, right? So, this, oh, hey, lemonade, da, da, da. Yeah. and the the the, the um, megaphone has the option to like make noises, and one of those noises is like a police siren. And so he hit it, and everybody was just like, and I was like, yo, like, I was thinking in my mind, and just kind of even the guy next to us was like, yeah, you have to be careful doing that because we literally have PTSD as a people. Like to those sounds and to those mm-hmm. colors and to those obstacles that remind us of those things because it is such a sensitive time right now for us. And I guess it would just, it just is getting me to thinking, like, damn, I mean, at what point do, you know, with, with people, with us getting taken out and abused and treated the way we do by people who are supposed to protect us, at what point do we look at that and be like, how do we protect each other? You know what I mean? Like, I, I I love to think that we're, I'm hoping this is coming out right because this is like all off top of the dome is going as it's going and I'll revisit it one day. But I don't know. It was just interesting to just to see my mind go from there to there. My mind go from like, damn, why the fuck are we acting up at our own event? Like, let's get it together, y'all. Like, come on, be real. And then to like look at the news and then see, damn, 37 bullets. That's fucking ridiculous. And then... There was like a, 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 I guess you can say a white terrorist or white domestic terror, whatever you want to call it, um, in Dallas with like assault rifles and guns and was going around shooting around a federal federal building. He got shot, but he didn't die. And he also got like, like he like he's still here. He's going to have his due process, probably plead insanity, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, damn, it's crazy that my mind can go from here to there in this in like this in a day. Yeah. And it's like, damn. Yeah. I mean those are all really good points. I think you, I think you, I think you hit it. Like, you're like, how do we, why don't we take care of each other? And basically like when, when does the bigger picture become the bigger picture? I guess. I mean, but it even starts with what you were saying even before that, which was like, we haven't healed yet. Like, where yeah, do we true. take the space to actually like to heal, digest, to unteach these things, unteach, unpack on, you know, just reflect, even just figure out how to change it. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. don't spend time like, you know, even when that there was that one summer, it was with like Trayvon Martin when everything like happened. Mm, it was no, like boom, that. boom, 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 boom. I've never felt more pain of others in my life. Like my empathy was like oh, that's you when know, I, was I was like, damn. No, I was, I was, I was having dreams that I was dying the same way, like some scare. Like, I was waking up in cold sweats, which is um, why I, I and it's, it's why kind of like last uh, episode I was saying that's why it was so hard to watch when they see us because. When you get when you understand their story, that's a lot. Right. But when you see their story, hold up. I don't know. I can't. I'm, I'm not it's too real. emotionally ready. That's too real. To, it's too real. And, and kids, 13, 14, didn't even. Look, it's true. And I mean, that's but it should it should hit us. That's the thing. I feel like it hits us more like, you know, when these school shootings happen, every like the elementary school shootings, you know, the things whole, change. And yeah, and I mean, not to say any life is lesser or worse, but or better. Um, but just to say, like, you know, it really does hit home when it's like a child because you realize the innocence of the situation. Yeah. You're like, you just took someone who didn't even I, get to be not even. They're still a seed. You know, what I mean, they're still trying to sprout and grow and, you know, become their true 
full blossom self, but you just like took that away. And I think with kids like that hits when it's like a black boy. I don't know why people just are so quick to turn the other cheek. You know why? I mean, I do know why. But the thing is, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. And yeah. within our own communities, we don't take the time to heal and love each other and, and support each other enough to even recognize the situations before the next one happens. Yeah, like there's a certain amount of healing. Like we can't expect healing or fuck. The answer, of course, is a little bit bigger than us. But the healing that we need starts with us. Yeah. I feel like if we don't even take care of like the band-aid, then we'll never like get the fucking stitches we need or mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? It's true. And each other is a community. Like, you know, like even Juneteenth, I was saying the same thing when I was on stage. I was like, look at all these black people. Like, this is crazy. This beautiful. Is it's beautiful. It is. And we're united and we're celebrating and it's this beautiful thing. And it's like, we should never be scared of like, oh shit, maybe there's gonna be some gun violence. You never know. There's a lot of niggas in there. And just like, that's yeah. why it's, does that have yeah. to be this mentality that we've created or, you know, that the system has created and we like this fear perpetuated because yeah. they're saying, oh, you're this thing. We're going to put you in this box. You're criminals. You're thugs. You're this. Because now that. we don't and trust each other. And now yeah, we're exactly. each other that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're in the system like, oh, shit. Now they're saying this and they've already, you know, and then mm-hmm. it becomes like subliminally we start digesting it like. Oh, can we like trust our people? You know what I mean? Like, are we in the right neighborhoods and stuff? And it's just like, we shouldn't have to question our own people. Yeah. You know, I should feel more secure um, going through an alley at night with like people that look like me than people that don't. Like, we should be able to trust each other way more. And it's like, we don't. And that's what's lacking is like, we don't even trust each other. So, our own trust issues from the system has divided us even further because yeah, it's dripped over into literally like our family, our friends, our community. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's big, but I mean, I guess what would I, what is that? I spent two hours on Instagram. Y'all should do this. <laughs> but I guess, um, Zane was on Instagram live and the Instagram live is like running out. But, um, I guess I hate to just end it there. Like, <laughs> But hey, well, good luck, niggas. Like, all right, y'all. It is. Look out for each other. I don't know. See you Sunday. Like, <laughs> um, I guess last thing I want to say, and then we're going to some music and get ready to get out of here. I would just say, if I have to give any advice to somebody who maybe is feeling hopeless during this moment, who is feeling uh, unempowered, who is feeling like I'm fucking lying to myself, like I'm not, like I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Um, I would just say like. At the slightest, at the very least, um, knowledge is power. Truth is very strong. And if you at least know and understand those things and at least challenge yourself on the daily with like little thoughts, you'll start to just see and feel something different and more. Like I, I'll give you a prime example. I'm just going to be completely transparent. Walking through Juneteenth, um, you know, I'm... There's, there is no type of black man like I'm not I hate to say I'm a weird black kid because I'm not like that that is okay but um people dress different people look different and you know I pass you know a group of dudes who like you know had the Jordans pants hanging a little bit tats and I was just like damn you know like these are just cool people like there's nothing to fear and I know it seems like weird but I think back 10 15 years ago it was like, damn, I would have been nervous. Like, as a black man, I would have been nervous to walk past these other black men who look a certain way because 
I didn't realize that the way the reason I thought that was because I was taught to think like that and no one ever taught me to not do that. And now I see that and I'm like, I have a lot of, imp- I don't have a lot of empathy, but I just have a lot of like respect and love for those people. They, I mean, who knows? They could fucking hate me for all I care, but I have that love in my heart for them. It's like, yo, what up? Like, you know, whether they're from the hood, whether they're not from the hood, whether from the suburbs, whatever, I can just look at another black man and be like, what's good? And you better fucking head not back. Right, bro. You better, you better head not back. Stopping you know everything. So I'm trying to like, that's the, the little nod is like <sighs> a little prayer for you. I'm like, yo, how you doing? I hope you're doing good. And then when I don't get that nod back. I'd be like, Damn. But right. um, yeah, I thought I would say just challenge yourself and challenge some of the thinking and ask why do you think certain ways, and then just um, just be aware, I guess. Just be aware. Uh, don't be hopeless because we can. I think, like I said again, Sudan is a prime example of what can happen when we really can hope. unite. Um, do you have any last words before we get into the music? I do. Okay, so for the anyone that's feeling hopeless unencouraged hopeless or helpless um living in fear um just create you know what i mean use a find an outlet to express and to heal because that's the problem like even what's happening in our black communities like we're not healing so be sure to find that outlet that you can truly express yourself like like i said i bawled last night making the song and i haven't cried like really over the situation because you do get numb you get so like in autopilot you'll give yourself time mode. to like assess emotions yeah. and be like how do i really feel about yeah. that like wow this is really happening because right. life is fast it's fast it's very fast and things happen quick so i would say keep creating and then inspiring others inspiring supporting each other is like i swear seeing you should see these murals in sudan i'm about to post them on my story after this please do because these streets were flooded with the most like amazing incredible impactful murals i'm following like my favorite sudanese artists that i've never i don't even know and i love them like they're my own because they are my own but you know i mean like my homie because i'm like like, i ride for you i ride for your art i love what you're doing you know the collabs i'm able to do with other people like it's for a cause it's for the purpose to spread the message so like use your voice use your passion use your heart use anything you can to heal yourself heal your heart but also to connect with others to spread the message and liberate so we're able to unite like literally Whatever makes you feel free, do that. And I feel like literally when you are liberated, you're then able to liberate others. And ultimately, that's what we want. So just, you know, free your minds, free your hearts. We got this. Pray for Sudan. If you don't know what's up, message me, follow me. I will tell you what's up for real. And I guess you're following me. But (laughs) (laughs) message me if you want to know more. Spread the word. Stay united, you know, and just stay true to you. And let's just be free. And I think. That's the perfect way to say it. I'm not going to say it no more on top of that because that's the perfect way to get into this music. We're going to get into another artist named Spike who just dropped an EP. Um, this is going to be his joint, Run Me Dry. And the following joint after that is going to be Love Free. And this is from his project that he recently released, which is amazing. Um, it's going to be from his project, Crack a Smile. His name is Spike Chester. Yeah. I just say Spike. Yeah. His name is Spike Chester. Yeah. So make sure yeah. to check that out on all yeah. streaming platforms. But let's get into it. This is Run Me Dry. 
I just need someone to call on when I'm about to lose my mind. I've been so misunderstood, it feels like I've been wasting time. Sitting sorrow by myself, I'd rather be with friends instead. They just hit me up for favors, only thinking about themselves. Plenty times I broke my heart, I tried to piece it back on me. Not just one, not just two times, shit, not even three. Trying to be all I can be, thinking I should make that leap. Walk the line and dance with devils, they keep stepping on my feet. I ain't got nothing but time, trying to stay out of my mind. Uh, I just been feeling away, feelings I never could hide. No. They gon' run me dry, that ain't cool. Head up to that sky, showing proof. But look, hey, I've been out here focused on me. Hey, I think you should focus on you. Cause baby, we got nothing to lose. We got nothing to lose. We got nothing to look. Okay, I've been out here focused on me. I think you should focus on you. Cause baby, we got nothing to lose. We got nothing to uh. Lose my balance every day and still I'm playing till I win. Wake up tired from the night before and do it all again. They gon' sell you every dream, but we don't buy off into that. Traded in being a scholar just to try my hand at rap. You know I need every dollar if it's coming fast or slow. Opportunity been tripping, tell him come knock at my door. If it's anything you want in life, you better chase that shit. Wake up 20 years later wishing that you never quit. I ain't got nothing but time, trying to stay out of my mind. I just been feeling away, feelings I never could hide. They gon' run me dry, that ain't cool. Head up to that sky, showing proof. But look, hey, I've been out here focused on me. Hey, I think you should focus on you. Cause baby, we got nothing to lose. We got nothing to lose. We got nothing to look. Okay, I've been out here focused on me. I think you should focus on you. Cause baby, we got nothing to lose. We got nothing to. Uh. Ticking with this shorty that I met up on the west side hey. So she was in town for a minute She was fucked up and wanna step out hey. I know where we can go if you're with it Just move your feet to that beat We make love to make peace Roll one up, it's on me Windows down, I can't breathe Pull up deep in them streets If it ain't jumping, we leave Head right back to my crib Don't tell your friends to come in Shoot my shot for that win Two rounds in, I'm too bent Life's a thrill and it's cheap I'm just so in between She gets up and kiss me She said this loving ain't free She said this loving ain't free She said, look, know you had a long day I wanna watch you dance Maybe we can skip the foreplay The cards in your hands I know it's more than the surface Tell me your plans Face to face when we meet Dance on me to that beat Dance on me to that dance Stop, baby, just stop. 
in this lame ass club all alone Why you got me on speaker back talking on the phone Why you never pull up when I tell you come through Why you always trying to stunt when your friends in the room Know you been tied up trying to get a quick dime I been trying to do the same but I still make time Ain't nobody ever fucked to the beat of the drum Why you gotta tease me when you work that tongue I been out all day stressed out on the road I'm a knee bomb here when I head back home I know love ain't cheap and I gotta pay a fee But love don't cost when it comes to me But fill me up, I'm on E She'll be back by next week We make love and make peace She gets up and kiss me I know this loving ain't free Look, know you had a long day I wanna watch you dance Maybe we can skip the foreplay The cards in your hands I know it's more than the surface Tell me your plans. Tell me your plans. Face to face when we meet. Dance on me to that beat. Dance on me to that. Don't stop, baby, just don't stop. Wanna watch you dance? I wanna watch you dance. Don't stop, baby, just don't stop. I wanna watch you dance. I wanna watch you dance. Don't stop, baby, just don't stop. Spike Chester, I'm telling y'all, I, I love finding music. I love it because when I find it, it's good. And when I give it back to y'all, it's as good as I knew it was. But that was Spike Chester. That was Run Me Dry. And the track you just heard was Love. I'm sorry. It was Run Me Dry. And the track you just heard was Love Free. We're about to get ready to get out of here. But before we get out of here, I got to do the prayer list, of course. I have mad hiccups, so I keep doing that. Um, as you know, well, you, I know you've heard the podcast before, but prayer list is anybody who you feel needs good energy that you want to pray for. They could be perfectly fine. They could be going through a really tough moment. Just kind of sending them like good energy and love and just you know, some kind of prayer out there to them. I can go first or you can go first, whichever you prefer. Flip the coin. What you thinking? Okay. <laughs> um, I'll do it. Um, let's see. I'm going to start with first Sudan, of course. Obviously, pray for Sudan. I'm yes. praying for every single person that is over there in the situation, every martyr that lost their lives fighting for freedom, prayers up for sure to all of you um, and anyone else with a heavy heart because of it. Um, I want to send prayers to Kayla Marquis. Um, Father's Day weekend just happened, and um, I know it's been a year since um, your dad blessed the skies, so yes. I just want to send you love and healing and support and all the light in the world. Um, and then also to my girl J Triple, she shout out. Gotta get her on the show. Shout one day. out to Trip. Oh yeah, you definitely gotta bring her through. She um, you know, has been checking in on Sudan and offering aware or offering support and wanting to raise awareness while also going through her own stuff. So, you know, to me that's just love to be so selfless and um, much love goes out to you. Um, everyone else, much love to humanity. Much love to everyone feeling like they're not enough because you are anyone that is living on the streets, anyone without a home, anyone that doesn't have the basic essentials to life. I pray for you and your happiness and your freedom. Nice. Dang, I got to top that. That's a lot. That's a lot to top. But um, it's not about topping anybody on the prayer list. I'm just playing, y'all. But um, on my prayer list, I'm going to keep it a little bit short but important. Um, uh, I want to put uh, Mercia and her family, um, anybody uh, – who uh, no one has no, was not knew of her, or you know, just came into contact with her. Um, she recently passed away. Um, I'm not quite sure or confirmed on what the uh, ruling of uh, passing is, but 
nevertheless, uh, she's no longer here, and that's very um, surreal. Uh, my homie Wick Jones, uh, Chris Jones, is very close. They're like best friends, and um, this is the second time I've been in the situation. You know, I, I mentioned a few episodes back when um, Jack had passed away, and, and and how he was very close with my friend Jordan. Um, and all I've been doing is just making sure I be a good friend, checking on them. How how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, I did it with Jordan. I'm doing it with with uh, Chris. Um, I feel like that's very important with your friends because your mental health can be really out of whack when you lose somebody that close to you all of a sudden. Um, and I actually had the privilege of um, meeting her during um, Chris's uh, or Heavenly's um, graduation party. She was super cool. Oh, man, she was super cool. We were just laughing. We played Coconut, which I don't know if y'all know what that game is, but you, like, flick each other's fingers, and it was just fun. It was just fun, and, and, and I, I just remember smiles and then following each other on Instagram, and she's just a cool person. I wish I would have got to know her better, um, but, you know, I just want to say again, all you can do, and I, I know you can blame yourself. You can be mad at the skies. be mad at everybody for what happened, but really... All I can say is if, if you ever do lose somebody to that, the best thing to do is to carry on the energy and spirit they left into the world and you carry that on. You know, like that's that's the best way to represent that person. That's the best way to keep them living on. So I just want to make sure that um, I put, you know, her and anybody who was affected, um, everybody who's affected by her passing on the prayer list, especially uh, Chris. Um, I also want to put Sudan on the prayer list as well because I mean, no matter what you're going through in your actual world, something's going on everywhere. I mean, we're still getting traded in some areas and like slaves. So, I mean, definitely prayers. And um, last but not least, I want to pray for Zainab on the prayer list because, you know, it, it's been a long time coming for this show and just for you in life in general. Um, every day is a different struggle for a creative, no matter how much they smile. I definitely get it. And um, this police siren is going crazy. And, um, yeah, I just I, I I everybody I have on this podcast. Once I get to know them and sit down with them, I can just hear the success in the conversation and voice. And I don't know what that success looks like because it's different for everybody. But I hear it in your voice, and I hear it with a bigger passion and a bigger idea and a bigger uh, something bigger than music. And when you when you move with that with a bigger mission, it's 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 hard to fail because at the end of the day, as long as you achieve that mission. That's what was most important. And I see that with you. So I definitely want to keep you on a prayer list. Um, other than that, where can they find you on social before we get out of here? All right. So it's Zainab for everyone that doesn't know how to say my name, right? <laughs> no, no, you, okay, you did. Cool. You were on point. Thank I'm known you. for that. No, but I've, there's a lot of people known for butchering my name. So it's Zainab, Z-A-N-I-B. You can find me on everything, all platforms. Um, I'm really just on Instagram. That's like all I really use, use, but Facebook, that Twitter, all that. But uh, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Tidal, YouTube, whatever. Find me, Z-A-N-I-B. And that's it. Be free. Woo. That was a kind of a bar, low key. <laughs> that was kind of a bar, low key. But we going hey, I'm going you know what I'm saying but like I said thank you for pulling up to the show you are amazing as I always expected Um, thank y'all for tuning in and um, other than that we be out of here peace and love peace